Welcome back to the Red Line Podcast. I'm Justin Turpin here with my good friend Alex Jaworski. How are you today, Alex? Justin, I'm all right. A little late start to the day, uh, per usual. I guess yeah. that's the uh, the normalcy uh, here back at home. But I mean, I'm doing all right. Late start, and we're uh, ready to get into the weekend full of uh, nothing once again. Absolutely right. What even day is it? I forgot it was Friday. I forgot we were recording today. Yeah, I did too until you texted me. All right. We'll dive right in here. Last episode, we touched on Stidham becoming the starter for the New England Patriots. And I guess Ian Rappaport has, better, has other ideas coming out on, I think yesterday, saying that Brian Hoyer is likely to become the starter for the Patriots and that uh, they are going to use a high draft pick on a quarterback or premium draft pick is what he said. Uh, what are your first initial thoughts about this? You know, as I started to think about it after what I've said over the past week or so about how Stidham is the guy – I, I'm not so sure because we didn't see a whole lot of him for one. And two, he has a lot of talent that has yet to be shown, and I don't even know if he has it. I mean, yes, he has potential. Yes, he's been on the wing of Tom Brady for the past year. Uh, you know, another veteran guy in Hoyer coming along and helping him out. But I'm not so sure that he's the real deal that everyone brings him out to be. Yeah, I get that, but that's kind of what you're getting into with any rookie quarterback. With a guy like Brian Hoyer, yes, he's been with the – he's had five different years with the Patriots. So he knows the offense, yes. But he's – in those five years, he hasn't started any games. Not one game. And as a, as a starter in his career, he is 16 and 22. I'm not sure if that's the guy I want leading with this kind of team. Like we talked about the other episode, that this defense isn't as strong as it was last year. The secondary might be – Defensive line, a linebacking core, not so much. Um, we, Who knows what's going to happen with the receivers? You know, they struggled mightily last year. So it's kind of it's kind of like pick your poison. Like, uh, yes, we don't stid him. We don't know what he's full of, what he's got. But that could also do on the flip side, and he can really be a good player. He was good for us in the preseason, but that means nothing because guys like Jared Hayne or whatever can be good in the preseason. It just doesn't matter. But um, I think – it's kind of like a pick your poison. If you want to look at it that way, uh, Mr. Negative over here, you can look at it that way. But I, I would like to think of it a positive way. I mean, six one, half a dozen. I mean, this guy, we don't really know what Sidham's all about. I mean, for the one thing we saw, he threw a pass and it got intercepted. So, I and mean. Plenty of quarterbacks if- have started their careers off pick sixes. Brett Favre, Sam Darnold, just to name a few. Brett Favre had a hell of a career, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, not a big deal, Mr. Brett Favre. Uh, is he coming back? We don't really know still. But uh, Jared yeah, right. Stidham, I mean, I don't know. There's just there's just so much up in the air about him. Uh, throwing that pick isn't the best omen for him, I would, I'd say. But uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Like I said, over the past week, it's a wait-and-see approach with football. To throw a pick six and then get replaced by Brady when you're up by, what, 30-something still? Yeah, not a good look for your confidence there, Jared. No, not not whatsoever. <laughs> if they want to give this guy, they go, well, what do we have? I mean, oh, we have a pick against the Jets in a 33 to nothing game. Well, that's not great. I mean, that's not something to build off of. I mean, you can't throw it away either. It's like they trusted the guy with the ball to make at least one drive, one decent drive, and he throws it away in his first appearance in the NFL. Really? Yeah, I mean – and something like that is like, I mean, it is his first NFL start, so you can't say like, oh, this is how it's going to turn out to be. Um, I I would like to give him a shot before we knock him down. 
And I think he should definitely start over Brian Hoyer. I mean, a 16-22 and 22 career record as a starter, not too good. And I think pretty sure in the relief game this year, he threw like three or four interceptions. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that's the guy I'd want leading the team. I don't think I want either of these guys leading a team. I'd rather have a young quarterback. I mean, there's not – there are a good chunk of quarterbacks on the, uh, the draft list, you know, in guys like Joe Burrow. Well, he's going to since Justin he lost. Herbert. Like I, well, yeah, either or. I mean, even Tua, guys like, like Jalen t- Hurts. Not like Tua, Tua staying in. I meant Jalen Hurts. Like, uh, like we touched on, though, Herbert would, would be a good fit here. Absolutely. And like we said, they want that big guy. They want that big kind of body, long guy that can throw the ball downfield. You know, something that Brady never really had. You know, if they're really starting to change the guard of offense here, you know, that's one of their guys that they want to look. And speaking look of, at. like, those tall, lanky guys, I just want to put this out there. This is really starting to grind my gears that people actually think the Patriots will tank for Trevor Lawrence. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. No, that's so stupid. The Patriots the Patriots are not a tank team. They're not a no, loser organization. Not at all. The, the days of being a losing organization are long but over when RKK came in, single-handedly saved this franchise, of course. But – the Patriots are not a losing organization. They're not no. going to go and tank. Belichick does not have the t- the mental, you know, s- stability to tank. All he knows is winning. How's he going to start, you know, going 2-14, and 3-13, and 4-12? How is he going to do that? And it, it's that whole idea of the next man up, Patriot way. You think he's really going to wait for that next guy to come next year? He's not. Belichick is not like that. He will not tank. The Patriots are not like that. Like you said, they are not a loser organization. So anyone that says that is just – it's, it's. I don't even have words for it. It's terrible. I, I don't know how somebody can actually think that they would do that. No, tanking is not in the New England Patriots' blood. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So that idea needs to get thrown in the trash, and we need to look forward to who's going to help this team to, you know, I think at this point it's staying above 500. It really is. Yeah, that's got to be their focus. I mean, try well, now there's an additional wild card spot. Maybe you look and say, like, that's their goal. I mean, win the AFC East because you've done that a number of years in a row. Um, you know, you, your goal, I'm guessing, would be obviously to make the Super Bowl. But going through juggernauts like Kansas City, uh, Baltimore, like teams like that, it won't be as easy with Hoyer or Stidham leading the team. But winning the AFC East is still very much in reach, as is making the playoffs. Now it's seven teams making the playoffs. Right. It's certainly in reach. And, you know, Anything's possible when you got Bill Belichick at the helm. Not absolutely. Not as much as the not as great as the chances were with Brady, but Bill Belichick is still the greatest coach to ever do it. I think still the AFC this is gonna be the toughest year. Never mind losing Tom Brady. It seems as if that these teams are gonna be, you know, like we said, the Dolphins stacking up the defense ultimately. Yeah. Look at their backfield. Uh, the Bills, both ends of the ball now, they are dangerous. Even last year, they were what? They were a solid 13-3, and 12-4 if I'm not mistaken. I mean, like going into Foxborough. Close, yeah. um, close to beating Houston. Yeah, and they they almost came into New England and beat them. You know, it's a yeah. lot of cases of almost and, and could have, would have, should have. But, I mean, you never see the Bills competing ever, really. No, and this is something that, like – the Dolphins also added Jordan Howard to their running back uh, running back core. Not that there was much with Kalen Balaj, Patrick Lyon, and like Samahe P. Ryan. I think those were the three. But they did add Jordan Howard. And Jordan Howard is a guy I think is really underappreciated. I think he was good in Chicago. 
Um, he's a guy that you can give the ball. You can turn around and hand it off to him 25 times. And, you know, he churns out those yards, goes for like 100 yards, 150 yards on, on most of the games. And Philly obviously ran a committee last year, and I think Miles Sanders was clearly the best back in that committee. And then Boston Scott coming out later in the season. But I think even the addition of Jordan Howard to the Dolphins is going to might give problems to the Patriots because the Patriots struggled against the run defense last year – or the run game, I'm yeah. sorry. And now – you saw how their linebacking court, we touched on it last episode, how they lost a lot of their linebacking court, and they lost big Danny Shelton, who wasn't like this like world, you know what I mean? He wasn't this like beast, but he was good, and it's going to hurt. Right, and you know what? I mean, something that Miami didn't have last year really was a backfield after the loss of Drake, and Ballage could never really get it off the ground, so to speak, I think, on my personal level. But, I mean, I think you can look at the stats, and they won't lie either. But yeah. now that Miami has a backfield, they have some weapons out at the receiving core, guys like Preston Williams, a nice young guy, coming undrafted, really. You know, and the Dolphins give him a chance, and he, he's really going to shine into a role this year. Even Devontae Parker, he had a stellar year, a stellar second half of the year, really turned it on. And if he can keep that going into uh, this season, I mean, he's going to be – a star, and you know he's finally getting into that role that he once, you know, first started with the Dolphins. And you can't forget about Mike Gesicki, the tight end too. I mean, the guy scored, he was the one that scored the game-winning touchdown against the Patriots in Week 17 in New England. Mike Gesicki, I think he can have a good. They have a lot of young talent, and Brian Flores is. I think he turned. He doesn't get enough credit. Like, yes, they were. They, people were saying they'd go 0 and 16. It, they, there was people saying, like, oh, what's going to happen first? The Patriots win, uh, lose a game or the Dolphins win a game. People were saying 0-16. And, 16, and um, they turn it around later in the season. And I think Brian Flores did a great job. Brian Fitzpatrick did a great job. Like, they turn it around. And I think there is some promise, not a great amount, but I think there is some promise in the Dolphins that could give the Patriots even some trouble. Yeah, I mean, AFC is all up for grabs. But he, he, getting back to the quarterbacks for the Patriots here, I mean, they don't give, they don't give someone a chance in the draft. Someone as like Justin Herbert. I mean, they. You look at the stats here, Hoyer and Stidham. There's not a ton to go off of in recent memory. I mean, Stidham awfully having a couple of chances last year. You're throwing a couple passes, but again, Hoyer in recent memory hasn't had a ton to go off of. Minus his little stint in Indy uh, last season, filling in for Brissett. I mean. There, there's really nothing to look at if you you can only go all the way back to the 2015 season when he was with Houston. I mean, 19 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 2,600 yards. That's really just about it that you can right go off of right. And like uh, the most games he started, let's see, we go we got to go all the way back to like Cleveland in 2014. He threw 12 touchdowns and 13 picks and uh, 13 starts. So there isn't a lot to go off, and you can't go off the 2013 Browns. You know. Uh, they really didn't have weapons then, clearly. Peyton Hillis, the cover of Madden, and then just disappears. Right. I mean, there is really not a lot going on. And then here's what you got to think about. Is it maybe? Yeah, hold on. 2014, I think it was Terrell Pryor's year as a wide receiver after he <laughs> finally made the move from quarterback. I mean, what, what are you doing? What kind of, like, clown show franchise is going to let someone do that? I know. And that that's what the Browns were. And I – and. You know, they were that last year, too, the paper champions. I mean, I don't know how a team that 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 much stars with Nick Chubb, Odell, Jarvis Landry, who is Jarvis Landry is overrated, but uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield can still throw the ball. Uh, even Kareem Hunt, you know, they, they had so many, like, playmakers. 
and they just couldn't make the most of it. And I think that's just how the Browns are. <laughs> and going back to my last point real quick, if you want to call Edelman something like that, uh, completely different situation. Del Pariah, of course, coming into NFL as a quarterback. Yes. I mean, and then mid-career, changing to a wide receiver, that's a completely different ball game than coming out of the draft and then putting him as a wide receiver. Completely Two different. completely different oh, things. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Terrell Pryor was a starting quarterback in the NFL. To, to my losing franchise comment, don't even go there with the Patriots being a loser franchise. The Browns are, Patriots are not. Clear line drawn in the sand there. I agree. Now, I just want to get back to the quarterbacks real quick. So I'm thinking maybe is – are you having Hoyer or Stidham kind of be a placeholder to give the Patriots – They what if – the Patriots think one of these two guys are good enough to put them in the wild card, put them in the playoffs, or win the AFC East. And then next year, they go out all, all in on a quarterback. Deshaun Watson. That, I mean, I saw uh, there was something that said like he was the favorite to be the Patriots starter in 2021, which I think he gets a big payday from Houston. Yeah, I don't really see, but I would love to see it happen. But maybe, yeah, th- maybe they... Houston has to pay him. Yeah, maybe they go on like a... They draft... They, they, Rappaport said they they use a, a premium pick on a quarterback this year, or maybe they just go all in on a quarterback next year, and these guys are just placeholders, or maybe they just let Stidham do what he. Well, this goes against the reports, but maybe they should let Stidham see what he's got, and and see, let's just roll with it, and then go out on a quarterback if it doesn't go all if it doesn't go as planned. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that Brian Hoyer can lead the Patriots to a wild card spot. I mean, that's the complete realistic view out of anybody's eyes right now. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know how you feel about that. I don't think he could. You really don't think so? I don't so? think so. I think there's there's a lot of, like we've always talked about, there's a lot of potential in the AFC. And not to mention the Patriots play a tough schedule this year. Obviously, I mentioned a couple times the Ravens, the Niners, the Seahawks. Um, we touched on the AFC. There's a They do have a tough schedule. and Even with the added playoff spots? It, well, with the out of play, it's going to be tough with Brian. I think Stidham's the better option. I I, I think I'm starting to change my mindset <laughs> on this. I mean, if the Patriots are going to still have this older guy mentality and have these leaders jump up on the starters, I mean, Brian Hoyer's going to be your guy. The more that I think about it, well, when you've got to, if there's any time to ditch this older guy mentality, it'd be now getting rid of a 42 year old quarterback. It'd be now. Why wouldn't it be that? Why wouldn't it be next year? Because you just got rid of the greatest of all time. Why don't you just change the narrative now? And why don't you let the young guy see what he got? You got to let him play under Bill Belichick because you don't know how many more years you have in Bill Belichick. I mean, what he turned sixty six yesterday. Yeah, yeah I'm, he's up there. How many more years does he have? And so, if you're Kraft or if you're like and Jonathan Robert, anyone in this, and if you're even Belichick looking out for the Patriots in the future, I would want Belichick to groom this quarterback, whether it be Stidham or a guy they draft or next year, because you don't know how many more years you have with Belichick. And I would like to see them kind of groom a quarterback under Belichick and get ready to make more runs. And here's my, here's just my opinion. Josh McDaniels um, last year, like literally was, he took the job as the Indianapolis Colts head coach and then bailed out. So something in me believes that Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick called McDaniels and said, you know what, this is your team once Bill Belichick leaves. And that's what brought McDaniels back, which would make sense because, you know what, would you rather have the Patriots or the Colts? If looking at if you didn't know Brady was leaving and all that, I would take the Colts. But 
that's you no know, McDaniels has been here. He's won Super Bowls with the Patriots. So why wouldn't you go? I mean, he has love for the Patriots. So I think that's what happened. I mean, one other reason would make him back out of the Indianapolis Colts head coach job to take a offensive coordinator job behind Belichick again. And it doesn't make sense. I would think I think that's what happened. And with that said, I mean, you kind of groom that quarterback with Belichick and McDaniel's, and then McDaniel's takes that kind of prodigy and tries to win with them. I think maybe McDaniel saw the writing on the wall that Indianapolis really has no idea what they're doing at the under center there. I mean, Brissett, well, at that Boyer. Point, Luck was still a Colt. So now you got Andrew Luck, maybe. who was an elite quarterback in the league, and there's no doubt well, in that. And you got um, you had an early draft pick. Like you could totally have rebuilt this team around Andrew Luck. Granted, you don't know how his shoulder was, so I don't know if that factors into it. But like, it, it just it kind of gets you thinking that. Why would he back out of that? I think it's because they offered him a Patriots job. And like, and if best-case scenario, you know, they get a quarterback, a young quarterback, not Brian Horry, let's sit him go out and play, see what he's got. If not, it's next man up. And next year, you go out and grab somebody, uh, whether it be a free agency or a draft, and you groom that guy for two years, and then Bill Belichick will probably be out of there around 70 years old, and he'll have a hell of a career. Well, we we can play he said, she said, he knew this, and she knew that all day. Bottom line is, Patriots are looking down the barrel here of what are we going to do. And I think I think all their moves are going to rely on what happens next Thursday. Yeah. Draft is already next Thursday. They, That's crazy. The proof, the proof will be released out of this metaphorical pudding when Thursday comes around and they, they move up or they just – Stay back and Can you pick whatever lineman or trade back. Yes, if could they you? use a premium pick, if a premium premium pick could move anything. Right. I don't. They they need to fill the void. Jared Stidham isn't your guy, and Brian Hoyer isn't your guy in the next five years. That's bottom line. Well, I don't want to kick. Like I said, I don't want to kick Stidham down until I see him play. And until then, until he gets a year under Belichick, he's already sat a year behind the greatest quarterback of all time, kind of grooming. Um, I would like to see what he's got in the tank this year. And then if, if it fails, you go out all, all out on a quarterback next year. I'm all for giving people a chance and everything, but you go out in your first appearance in the NFL and throw an interception. Why would I want you to be my guy? Did, did you see what Ben Watson said about uh, Jared Stidham? Did you happen to see this? No. He said that Bill Belichick wouldn't have kept him in the quarterback room if he didn't see spe- something special in him. And I'm all for Bill's plan, baby. I'm all for it. Yeah, guys like Jimmy Garoppolo. How do you do? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is somebody I would take under my under center right now. Yeah, where's he? In the Super Bowl. He almost won a Super almost. Bowl this year. Granted, yeah, exactly. He had a great defense, but the Patriots will have a good defense, not as great as it was. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a winner, that's for sure, especially after this year. The Super Bowl with the Patriots. Now look. Cut up. Now look at us. We are in left yeah. in the rearview mirror. I don't want to hear anything about he thinks that he should stay in the room if he didn't see potential in me. That could happen to anybody. That's anywhere. That's any franchise. They say that. That's a tagline, so they believe that they can be the backup forever. Sure enough, he's not the backup. Now he's all of a sudden sprung into a way fighting for a starting position quarterback instead of and he's not going to get it i don't know i really don't i'm not, like i'm going to just keep i'm going to stay with my point here that i i want to see a year from Stidham before before i kick him down i'm not one for hypotheticals and hypothetically he could be good hypothetically he could be bad either way 
they need to go through the draft. They need to get a high skill, high level, highly rated, highly scouted quarterback from the first round. And I think Justin Herbert is that guy. I really do. I mean, it'll all be revealed Thursday, like you said. It's a, it's all the the plan will un, unravel from there, and I think uh, that's that's just about it. You need to see where they go from Thursday, and if they're very quiet on Thursday, then it's. I mean, can can you possibly it's Hoyer time possibly in New expect England. that much from the Patriots in the draft? This year, it it's unpredictable. Well. We didn't think Brady. We no one really thought Brady was going to leave. Then I saw did, the writing you know? on the wall after Tennessee, pretty much all season. You know, you never see Brady like, you never saw like Psycho Tom, you know. Like, you know, I just never saw that enthusiasm. And I kind of saw the writing on the wall. And I think if you really closely followed the Patriots, I mean, after – I don't think he was ever happy after that contract dispute in August or July, whatever it was. I don't think he was ever happy. And I kind of saw it coming. Well, bottom line, he's gone. You know, a lot of people didn't really know if he was leaving. And sure enough, now we here we are. And who knows what can happen Thursday. So, moving on from the uh... – a day in our lives that is the Patriots quarterback drama saga. We have sports question being mark? back with a big yeah. question mark. Uh, that have we, We've taken a look at the PGA coming back the weekend of June 8th for the uh, Byron Nelson Classic, if I was not mistaken. So, I mean, the PGA getting dates down finally. You know, something with sports are finally back. No more watching terrible horse Look like they're recorded on, on a ESPN toaster. between, yeah, between a bunch <laughs> of nobodies. But uh, yeah, the PGA Tour being the first one out of everybody to uh, say they're back, and I think that I'm really I get I mean I understand why they took a few weeks off. Obviously, they want to kind of join the deal and don't want to be, you know, the odd man out being the only sport to be played so far. But golf is a sport where you can pull Absolutely. this off. You can. Yeah, you, you can definitely pull this off in which, you know, you can have three guys go out, two, even two guys go out at a time for every tee time, and they can play. They can televise this, and they can make it I happen. I agree, and I think if there's, any, if there's any sport that you can kind of, like, stick with the social distance guidelines and all that, it would be golf. Absolutely, and I, I, I'm not really, you know, it's really state by state in which they shut it down. Uh in here, Massachusetts, where we are, it's shut down. I don't really know why. It shouldn't be I, shut there's down. really no point. People who want to stay home are going to stay home. You know, it doesn't. I can't imagine that it costs a lot to keep a golf course open, seeing it's outside. You don't even have to open each every respective clubhouse, no. even you know, to serve food and drinks. I think clubhouses so. should be closed. Just a matter of let, like you should be able to play. I mean, what's the difference between like playing around a golf and like? Just walking around, honestly, you know, you can keep your distance playing golf. In most cases, you do. Shut down the golf carts. Let them Yeah, walk. and, you know, you're using your own equipment. It's not like you're throwing around a football or, you know, you're in, coming in close contact, whether it be hockey or using the same ball in basketball. Or, you know, you're breathing down the necks on first or second base in baseball. This is golf. This isn't, you know, the makeout session. This is you – know, everyone stays away from each other. Golf, you know, golfers are – very much their own personalities and to themselves. So, I mean, there's no real risk for PGA Tour to be a, you know, no. a statistic and other sports statistic to stay home. Um, and uh, 
to correct myself real quick. It's the, it is June 8th to June 8th to the June 14th. They are coming back, and it's the Charles Schwab Challenge. That's going to be their first tournament back, not the Byron Nelson. It's going to be the Charles Schwab Challenge, June 8th through the 14th, uh, which is, you know, decent amount of time away. But, I mean, it, it'll before be here. You know it. Right. Before you know April it, kind of flew by. But, um, yeah, I think to go forward with that plan, I still think every golfer would have to be tested automatically i think i oh yeah no doubt you know be monitored for symptoms and uh temperatures and, and if things anyone of that wants nature. to get it they would shut it down immediately which would be the thing that sucks but you know what if everyone's tested and you kind of quarantine them and nobody goes near each other it should work and right even you follow social distance guidelines you're not in a group of 10 more than 10 won't people be to fans. begin with you bring the broadcasters nope. but they'll be far away and it It'll be different, yes, with no fans. But, I mean, people who go out and have a round of golf by themselves have have the best round. If no one's watching, it's going to improve skill, I think, personally. You know, if anything, you go out by yourself, you're going to play the best round, I think. You know, obviously, you can't cheat. You know, this is being the major league of golf, basically. But this is a matter of, like, is it that much of a difference? I mean, half the golfers don't really – I can imagine don't really care for the fans. They're just really there to play around a golf, do their exactly. thing, and get a paycheck at the end of the day. Right? They're not there to please anybody. They're going to do their and own thing. I think thing, this would know? have to be. It's going to be a gradual return. I know the MLB Arizona plan is like their likeliest path to play in the 2020 season. That's what CBS says. But um, it it's kind of tough because with baseball, yes, it it would have to go. In my opinion, I would say golf then baseball because I think that's the least contact, obviously golf, we just touched on, but baseball, you know, there's still collisions in the bag. You're still um, catcher, pitcher, umpire. There's stuff that you can't, like you can't put in an electric umpire. You can't take away like the old school parts of the game. And I mean, if they do the MLB plan in Arizona, everyone's going to have to contest it. And if one person gets it, it's all done. And it'll just be a big waste of money and a big waste of time. So that's something the MLB has to deal like, kind of worry about you know it's not an easy decision whereas in golf i think golf why why even wait till june you know test them not not now because the peak but a couple weeks from now test them then and just get ready and hit it give the people something to do give some people something to watch right i think this is this is a great opportunity for golf i mean them being in the spotlight ultimately the only one that they're gonna see i mean no one's really watching esports or Anything of that nature, in, in reality, just to gamble, that'll be it, really. Yes. But th- this is a way for golf to step in the spotlight. And obviously, to your point for the Arizona plan for baseball, I don't think it's all that realistic. You know, they can definitely they can definitely uh, play it out, and I think it can work. But how realistic is it to have everyone in a giant hotel right. and just test repeatedly? That's they have and, to get their temperature taken every couple hours. It's just like seems like a lot of hassle and if if you're supposed to if you go through it say you get only like a weekend and then somebody tests positive that's it or if someone breaks the guidelines like who knows it's just such a sticky situation whereas golf you know everyone can practice their distance i mean like you said it's huge for golf just like wwe i mean what did they 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 hit a big amount of views on wrestlemania because it was the only thing yeah nine nine hundred and seventy three million well, they didn't. They didn't say it as views. They said nine hundred and seventy-three interactions, which is still huge. obviously a huge number for two nights. That's but a huge number. 
it's just a man there, you know, golf's going to capitalize on the, everyone being home and everyone, you know, not having, not having a ton of sports to digest and, you know, but, but getting away from that, the whole MLB plan, I mean, even here on CBS sports, it says how they might have to oh, take absolutely. a pay Yeah. Cut. They won't be able to play I mean, all, all the games. Uh, how is that? I, I mean, I just don't really know. I mean, baseball goes long enough. I mean, they've been talking about forever how they need yep. to cut down on games. This is your year. This is your year to test this out. This is your year to play 100 games. This is your year to play 120 games. This is your year and to that, play 80 and games. And even with that, you know? I still think they would have to play, like, a lot of doubleheaders. I mean, there's a lot of time lost. Uh, they were supposed to start in late March. There's a lot of time lost here by baseball. So there, there's no way they play the whole season. Um it's going to be really interesting what goes on for all these sports. I think more and more that every time an NBA player tests positive, which obviously is not the most by any sport, um, it just kind of makes it more, less and less likely that they return. Because even when they return, even when they get the okay from the CDC, whoever it may be, um, when they return, the players are going to want at least a month. The players and the executives, GMs, all of them want at least a month. So it's, it, are they going to return? I highly doubt it. I, it's just one of those things. I mean, it's, it's completely different to the NHL and the NBA spectrum where they only had, you know, so such playoffs, amount of games right. left where they can play, they can play three or four games and then play through the playoffs and then just push back, you know, NBA and NHL starting in October. They can just put, they can push that bunt. <laughs> wow. They can push that back a month. No problem. Right, well, you know? It's going to be no different because they can fit into those games. They might have a few more back-to-backs against the whatever the new you know CBA agreement is, but they can go play three or four games. They can have a training camp. They can go play three or four last regular season games, and then they can go play in the playoffs. No and problem. And I just think like um, with the whole NBA thing, it's just it's so tough for them to come back. Um, like I touched on with all their with everyone testing positive, but the toughest thing is I think it would be the money part is how are you going to pay these players? I mean, I think it was like a 25% pay cut or something they're taking on like May 15th. Um, so they're already yep. taking pay cuts. Obviously, they're not playing. But you're going to mess up the whole league calendar if you do continue the season. So I, I give so much credit to Adam Silver. I like so much credit. You know, what he's had to deal with with the NBA this season, the passing of Kobe Bryant, um, Doing the, he switched the whole All-Star game, and it was a huge success. And now he has to deal with this whole pandemic in the league and assisting Donald Trump in doing it. I give a huge hats off to Adam Silver. And you know what? I, it's t- such a tough decision for him. I think, you know, people say, oh, sports will be done until no. next year. Sports will be done until 2022. Sports will be done till No. If they really wanted to do it, they could do it next week. They really could. I mean, let's not let's not beat around the bush here. I mean, obviously, it's the safety of the public. The, the numbers are still coming in. There, you know, we've hit the peak. You know, we're 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 on the outside looking in. Well, I guess we're. How else can I phrase this here? We're, you know, we're coming down off the mountain, so to speak. You know, we're we're halfway up the mountain, or halfway, or we're up the mountain, and I got sort of thing. Um, and we're looking down. I actually, just got you know a station here. Adam Silver says there is no timetable for the NBA return. Commissioner Adam Silver says the league is not in a position to make any decisions on resuming the 2019-2020 season. I think it's just kind of glim. I think MLB will probably play in golf. And then, well, I don't know about NHL. NHL, if I'm 
not mistaken, they haven't had any players test positive, correct? A few. They've had a few over oh, in Colorado. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's that's been that's been it for the most part, if I haven't missed anything. But I mean they say there's no timetable. They have to be. They have to start thinking. They can't be on their heels for this. I mean, I can only imagine that they are bringing ideas every day. And that, you know, obviously, as sports fans, we want to hear. You know, this is you the date hope. that they're going to come back. Right. We're not going to get it. But I mean, if we're on, if we're looking down the mountain here of the whole coronavirus pandemic with you know numbers and deaths and whatever it might be, why can't we? So why can't we get start getting? plan set in motion here i mean look at golf they said you know what june this is it you know we're gonna start doing it and this is gonna be it you know what i'm not sure how big of a numbers wise you know texas has for coronavirus but i mean them going down to texas play around a couple rounds of golf and that's gonna be it for sports i mean i love golf i can't complain but i'd just like to see everything else kind of have that kind of ideal and you know it's set a date and maybe like we said the wwe and the golf they're gonna capitalize on this and then Maybe other teams realize, like, wow, you know, if these guys are doing it, maybe. But it's a lot different, golf. and uh, It's so much different. Right. It's, it, is it is on its own level, where the NBA has a, a, a handful of players test positive. And it's kind of tough to bring it back. You know, every time a player tests positive, I, I would assume that date gets further and further away. Especially when it's multiple players from teams. Like, two on the Jazz, obviously. I think it was four right. on the Lakers, four on the – or three on the Nets. Like, as every time a case pops up in the league, I would assume that number, that day, just keeps getting pushed back further and further. Which is unfortunate, but, I mean, if they don't start getting steps to put things in place, I mean, it's going to be a lost cause altogether because they can go right into a training camp, they can go right into play two or three games, and then they can go right into playoffs. If it's even that, you know, if they say, hey, listen, such and such team's already out, you can stay home, but... You know, such and such a team is a game out. We're going to have them play their last two or three games. For the most you know what part, I'm saying? But... the NBA playoffs were pretty much – they. everyone kind of knew what it was going to be. The back half of the East was different depending on seeding. We knew who was going to be in and out. The back half of the East was kind of close. In the West, uh, the Pelicans were starting to make a run. There was a little bit of – towards the, like, six, seven, eight, uh, six, seven, eight, those seeds. Obviously, eight seeds not a thing, but six, seven, eight, those seeds oh, – sorry. Um, they – they were the closest ones. They that was the closest one. So other than that, I mean, you maybe have those players, those teams, do like a quick like three game series or something. I don't know. But I I have a trouble seeing them returning. Yeah, they're just going to need some kind of initiative idea to get everything going. So, right, we'll just have to see. I mean, from this point on, I mean, everything's starting to turn. We're getting plans in Congress for three three point plans to get. America back. So, I mean, it's like I've said before, I'll say it again. It is a wait and see Absolutely. process. And that's all we can do. Wait and see, wash our hands and stay safe. Uh, Absolutely. That's what I've been doing. That's what I've been doing. You got any final words? Can't. can't. I'm I all set. Too. I'm ready to go. I got uh, some more business to attend to, of course, if I can get a quick second here to shout out. The J&J Wrestling Pod, we had a fantastic uh, reaction to our first episode here. It uh, came out Wednesday. Hope everybody can tune in. On We're going to be on Spotify. We are the J&J Wrestling Podcast. I started my own wrestling podcast with my friend Justin Carroll. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at J&J Wrestling Pod. 
follow would be greatly appreciated. You can find us on Sp- on Spotify, uh, J&J Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we had a very successful first episode. I uh, have another episode coming out tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk to everybody Monday again for another right. episode of the Red we'll Line Podcast. Then.